I did not have sex with that woman. All right, let's do this. Ah, yes, folks, it is, uh, it is Wednesday night, that's right, it is Boxman and Wrestling Outlet, I hope you are all doing well, uh, why am I talking like Keith Lee, I have no clue, but anyway, I hope everybody's doing well out there, uh, this is Wednesday, this is Wrestling Outlet, I am Boxman, as I said before, and of course, alongside for the ride... Hey, look, it's me, the boys of the generation, Smart Robert. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Some uh, strange things happening, but uh, everything's going pretty good. Very nice. My kids are screaming. As you can see and hear, my kids are screaming. I have children yelling. Whatever. No big deal. It's all right. You know why? It's what happens when you're live. Nothing we can do about it. Your sweatshop as we come on early. Yes. Yes, my sweatshop. I'm not sure what we produce here, but um, not much. I can tell you that. Fish. Fish. My wife uh, is getting back into the fish thing. So that's what she'll be doing. Corridoras and plecos and uh, inlers and shrimp. You gotta have the inlers. Ah, and shrimp, little baby shrimp. Teeny, tiny, like barely seeable shrimp. So, Just the darn cutest shrimp you ever did see. There you go. That's really what they are. They are actually. They're pretty. They're, they're, she likes her shrimp. They're pretty cool. She accidentally killed. She, she left, right? She accidentally killed like fifteen of them a couple about a week ago. That's, just, that's, that's a part of pet ownership. You can accidentally kill things sometimes. So it happens. I was calling her. A, I was calling her a shrimp murderer for the for a couple hours. She wasn't very happy with me. <clears throat> wasn't happy at all. Wasn't happy. No. Then I brought it up again last night, and she was even more pissed off at me. So, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Nice. Things happen. Things happen. That's all you can say is uh, things happen. Shit happens. Things happen. Shit happens. But anyway, uh, not a shitload of news to get into tonight for everybody. But we do have some fun things to get into um, and talk about. Uh, and uh, I think we'll get through pretty quick, actually. We always say that, and then we don't. Um, one funny thing I did see to the, uh, this week was a great picture of Tony Khan. Uh, somebody actually put him in the Scarface picture. It's fitting. I'm sort of seeing people or hearing people refer to him as Snowman on Twitter, and I appreciate that one as well. Well, Ariel Hawani started that off. Because uh, he did refer to him as Snowman. So that was uh, Ariel Hawani's fault. But um, I just thought it was a funny picture. Figured I'd share it real quick. That's uh, They they needed a little white powder, though, because Tony had the white all over his nose in that picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Montana. Tony Khan. 
goes together. It just goes together. Water rushing behind you? Whoa, it stopped. I'm sorry I didn't hear any of that. It sounded like you had water rushing behind you for a second there. I don't know what's going on. I keep the audio keeps kind of cutting in and out. That's weird. Well, sorry about that. Let's hope it gets better. It may. It, we're not dropping frames, so that's a good thing. But the recording is on, so we're okay, I guess. But, uh, all right. I guess we can just go ahead and start getting into a few things, I guess. Let's do it. Let's just go ahead and start doing it. There we go. I like it. We'll do that real quick. Let me move this over here. Put this right there. Shove that right here. Okay, I've been shoving and moving things real quick. Now I can see what I'm doing. I shoved and I moved. I shoved and I moved. Anyway. Just some person cool. I would never do that. Never. 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 All right, folks. Well, we... Uh, there was some rumors a few weeks ago about uh, some people going into the WWE Hall of Fame. They haven't really announced anybody. It's been kind of uh, kind of non-existent. No one's really known what's going on. Well, uh, we did get one last week, which was Rey Mysterio. So Rey Mysterio is the first one uh, being in, being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, being in, uh, inducted by Conan. Conan. Conan, 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 Konami, yeah, the video game company. Konami, thank you. <laughs> Being inducted by Conan, though, um, that's pretty cool. But we got another one today. Ric Flair announced on the bump that uh, the well, the great Muda is going to be inducted into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm happy about that. I'm very happy about that. I think he deserves it. My son is over here needing a hug real quick. So uh, while that picture is up, Smart, you can go ahead and talk real quick about Great Muda for a second. Yeah, cool. It, it, I mean, I'm excited about that, too. It's a pretty good thing. They uh, seem to have a good relationship with him because they had Shinsuke go up there and were one of his like, last matches of the big like, retirement special that he had. So they seem to be in good terms with him. They seem to value his presence and what he has to offer to the overall wrestling world. So it's pretty cool that he's getting into all of them. I'm curious to see who's going to induct him. Yeah, I am, too. Uh Maybe Ric Flair. Ric Flair's down to do anything, I think, right at this point. So, I don't know. I know why your sound is a little off. Give me one second. I know why I can't adjust your sound also. Uh, give me one second, Smart. Maybe it'll be Japanese wrestling legend Lord Tensai. Okay, so I just fixed that. But now, hold on. Now I only hear you in one ear. No, no. Did you create a rift in space-time continuum again? <laughs> I might have. Hold on. And damn thing. It's a butterfly effect. Why is that? Give me one sec here, folks. Hold on one minute. Actually, because I'm kind of like JR. I'm only talking from one side of my mouth, so you're only hearing me one side of your ear. Yeah, I just... All right, hold on a second here. Try that again now. 
I said it's kind of it's because of like JR. I'm only talking from one side of the mouth, so you're only hearing me from one of your ears. I'm trying to make sure it's not the headphones, but you are definitely only in one ear of mine. Talk one more time, please, loud. I will talk as loudly and as proudly as I can, good sir. Oh no, you're definitely on mono here. All right, give me one sec. Let me do one more thing. Stay right there. I definitely had mono like five years ago. It's an outbreak. It was tragic. <laughs> Hold on a sec. I'm trying to fix this for. <laughs> it being a prick, prick. Uh, hold on one second here. Line in. Sound blaster. Everything should be good. Let me go here. Do this. Welcome to Tech Support Radio. Stephen Butler's asking if we could remember anybody else before Moda using the moon song. I uh, can't. No, do me a favor. I think I got it. I think I actually okay. got it. Go ahead. To, go ahead again. Yes. Speaking, talking, communicating, or orating, if you will. I got you. I got you. No, we're, we're, okay. we're, we're, we're good to go. We're back. Sorry about that, everybody. But uh, all right. Now everything's fixed. For some reason, I was telling Smart this morning, all my audio, I, I really had to redo like all my uh, settings today. Ah, there was an update. Yep, there's always an update. There was an update. Every time there's a fucking update, I got to redo that shit. Moonsault. It's a good question. Moonsault. Possibly. I mean, that's usually the case with like most wrestling moves that we have today it's just somebody who did it in japan and somebody else stole it and popularized it that's usually what happens yeah pretty much so might have been might have been but uh we do have some stats right here we can go ahead and just rewrite off this little picture here off of bt sport three-time all japan heavyweight champion four-time iwgp heavyweight champion g1 climax winner 1995 uh one-time ghc Heavyweight champion, uh, one-time NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, 13-time World Tag Team Champion, president of all Japan between 2002 and 2013, and one of the five wrestlers to win the three major, I can never say this word, Piero Rose, Piero, just go with that, Piero Championships, and the innovator of the Muda Lock and the Shining Wizard. That is the great Muda. I got a second picture here if you want to check out a, uh, there we go. Another kind of a newer picture of him. Still, uh, he got more menacing as he got older. Right. <laughs> he definitely, I'd be scared of this fucking guy right here, man. Absolutely. I mean, I'd be pretty scared of this guy right here, you know, with the, you know, the, the you know, the, the, the black tongue. And I've always said before, though, I am a huge fan of mist. So, you know, but uh, I'd be scared to death of him. But this guy would really scare the fuck out of me. Okay, so I did some deep diving on this. I looked up the phrase. I looked up who invented the moonsault. Okay, okay. So what we have here is apparently was invented by Mondo Guerrero, I'm assuming some relation to Eddie. Mm -hmm. uh, much of its popularity in both Japanese and American wrestling is attributed to the Great Muda, despite it being used in North America by, guess, get this, Lanny Pafo years before Muda became, or Muda came from Japan. 
So apparently Lanny Poffo is out there doing the moonsault and sucking himself off. What a, what a rock star. Oh, rest in peace, Lanny Poffo. Mm-hmm. It's going to end up turning out that, like, retroactively he is responsible for inventing, like, 50 moves that we just didn't realize it was his. He's going to become, like, the new Dean Malenko. Good for him. I hope he does. He could he, he, he could use a little bit of clout. Oh, Lanny. Mm-hmm. Damn macho man took all his fucking steam. Every bit of it. So, but anyway, we can go ahead. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool, though. Muda going in. I guess there's some rumors about possibly um, Stacy Keebler. That was a whole little thing that happened that was turned out to not be true. Uh, but there's one rumor that Stacy Keebler might be going in also. So, I don't know. But uh, it was definitely announced. Um, like I said, Ric Flair did this on the bump today. They had announced that Ric Flair was going to make an announcement. Everyone was, 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 was wondering what it was. What could it be? Most people were basically saying it's going to be the great Muda going into the hall of fame. And Hey, it was the great Muda going into the hall of fame. <clears throat> so there you go. I would assume they were going to get more of these coming out uh, over the next few weeks, since I believe the Hall of Fame is going on right after um, SmackDown in a couple of or a few weeks, so we'll have to find out about that, man. So, but anyway, folks, I guess on to a little sad news, Mark. Uh huh. Folks, if you didn't notice tonight, right after uh, right after AEW, we got. We got Young Shelton, I believe is the name of that show. Now, for those of you that were expecting some more slapping, some more power slapping, I'm sorry to say you are going to have to find your power slap uh, elsewhere. It will not be here, folks. It will no longer be on TBS. Absolutely not. Um, Power slap uh, season two. Nope, no more. Uh, TBS Media Relations confirmed to MMA Junkie that the slap-biting series headed by UFC President Dana White will not return to the network for a second season after an initial report by MMA Fighting Power Slap 1, uh, the first live-streamed event in the promotion's history. It was held Saturday at the UFC Apex. It was streamed online. Uh, the video platform was Rumble. And yeah, you're 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 thinking the right rumble, rumble, the one that was like kind of rival to YouTube. Um, that's the one it's going to be on. Um, he revealed it will be the home of the reality series for the next two seasons. So, folks, you can go right there and watch the next two seasons. Dana White said. And I quote, I know the formula for this stuff now. White told reporters at a news conference after the event, we're going to move fast. I've got a two-year deal with Rumble and the Abu Dhabi deal. We're still working it out with them. But I'd love to do two seasons with them. Do two, do season two and season three over there. Um, White said the fight numbers on Rumble totaled about 1.1 million views. Um. 
And the Power Slap video, the, the, the one video, actually has over 3 million views mm-hmm. on Rumble. So I guess, I mean, put it this way, the the first episode right after AEW of Power Slap got 293,500 viewers. So already, just being on Rumble has helped them. I mean, to be fair, I was responsible for 2.5 million of those views. Uh, probably. Yeah, it probably is. Um now, the approval by the... Uh, first of all, they're having a problem getting approved by the Nevada Athletic Commission. Um, this was in October. Obviously, because of criticism from many health professionals, including, guess who's, Mark? Who's that? Chris Nowinski. I'm fucking narc. Called... <laughs> Can you narc if it's on television? Mm-hmm. This is fucking Tipper Gore of his time, this asshole. Just ruining everybody's fun. Tipper Gore. Exactly. He labeled it sad and exploitation. Um, and He says all those are bad things. I know, I know. And the former NAC chairman, Stephen Klubeck, who actually helped approve the slap fighting, recently told the Associated Press he regretted the approval called it a mistake and actually stepped down. Now they said early to 2023, just remember only three months into 2023. Um, Don't you just have a feeling this guy was told uh, you put that shit on the air? (laughs) No, no, get the fuck out. You can resign or we'll fire your ass. And let this guy do this to your face. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's going to be an executive with the Slap Fight Championships. There you go. On Rumble. This is just disappointing. I mean, this is why television networks are failing. This is like one of those like one season wonders that everybody's going to wonder. You know, hopefully, you know, if that, what's going to happen? This this a firefly of its time. No, this um, is. This was awful to have. I'm sorry, but this should not be on television. Let me ask you a question, though, Box. Do you think this is going to hinder the development of the Power Slap video game? I hope not. I really do. Um, Now, if it does, don't worry. There's plenty of these games right on your phone. You can just slap the shit out of people. Mm, Okay. I'm, I'm hoping that it also doesn't derail the momentum of the Power Slap Fantasy League that I'm in. So, I mean, there, there's a lot that just remains to be seen as yet to unravel. I'm, I'm disappointed about I mean, just you know, the whole lot of this. But, I mean, you can still go to Rumble Smart, so it's okay. That's true. I mean, I'm sure you're already signed I, up for Rumble, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, you actually you get a free copy of Rumble in the Bronx from Jackie Chan when you sign up. So that's pretty dope. I wish. Oh, yeah, dude. I was going to put us on there for a while, but it, there's no way to auto... Like YouTube, we just go on there. We're just auto-saved on there. And even if we didn't stream live on YouTube, we could... Uh, what the hell? We could always... Um, I could always do it straight from Spreaker. So there's no, there's no way to just push a button and be on Rumble. I see. So no reason to uh, 
there, there was it was too much uh what do you call that work i understand well, I will go ahead and put a call into whoever is in charge over there at Rumble and see if we could be like the lead in for Power Slab. Or the Power Slab post show. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. There you go. Power Slab post show. I have to look this up now. I, I genuinely wonder if somebody does a fucking Power Slab podcast. Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. And I'm sure, like you said, there is a. Uh, how much you want to bet there's some sort of Power Slab fucking fantasy league out there too probably i mean if i could have thought if i thought of it as a joke that it probably exists in, in the fucking real world the problem is everything that people think is a joke now really exists in the real world if there's a chance for degenerate gamblers to win and lose money on it it definitely exists absolutely i mean you, you never know you might even be able to uh start uh, losing money on wrestling matches soon you, know, you never know hell yeah you never, never, never know. So, do you know, you know how bad that would be? <laughs> just, I don't know why, but for some reason, I just like pictured Dave Meltzer on a yacht. It, but you see, that's not even the thing. Okay, they would have to have these months ahead of time, right, in order to get them sealed, you know, signed, sealed, delivered. And mm -hmm. then, okay. So you got like, okay, let's take Roman Reigns. They have Roman Reigns slotted for this main event at WrestleMania. They already, all right, it's already been put away. And, you know, God forbid, I, I hope this would never happen, but he comes out of remission and he, he ends up with leukemia. You know, his leukemia starts back up again and he has to take time off again. They can't change those fucking results. There's already gambling odds. They can't change those. The, uh, listen, I know boxing. You're just giving the guy a torn MCL. You didn't have to like him leukemia. And Jesus I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, it, look, it happened. He was in the middle of a, you know, it wasn't a great run for us, but he was in the middle of a run, and the guy just had to go away. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, I also said, God forbid, and I hope it would never happen, but just, you know, throwing it out there. It was awful. I know it was, but if you could just uncross your fingers when you say "God forbid," I can't even cross. It's my like, look, I would never root for that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Roman's been one of the great, great things on the show that I've been hearing about and and seeing and reading about. So, man, he came back and. Did that quick week or two baby face, and then holy shit, he was fucking on and on and running from there, man. God, I wish I had any idea what the fuck any of this keeping it one hundred controversy is about because I just read an amazing sentence from SBC that says Bill Billy apologized for his reports about the pizza party at AEW being something else. I am now getting the idea of like WWE spreading like the fucking pizza part, like a pizza Illuminati rumors or whatever the fuck that were coming out like a couple years ago. That there was like a pizza place where they were doing weird shit in the basement. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, Pizzagate. Yeah, the Pizzagate thing. Yeah. It's um, like the fucking wrestling equivalent of Pizzagate. It's wild. right. Well, you know, it, once you take off the tinfoil hat, it kind of uh, goes away. Brian Kendrick believes in Pizzagate. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, he believes in a lot of interesting things. He's a unique guy. I would bet he believes in Pizzagate. But, um, yeah, this is all, like I said, it's that guy, Bill 
Bahadi. I don't even know how to say his name. Bahadi, Bahadi, Betty, Bahidi. I don't know how to say his name. It's him, some other douchebag, Disco Inferno got involved, which right then and there, I'm like, okay, I'm done at that point. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's what loses me. I have no problem with Conan, but I just don't care what Disco Inferno thinks about anything. Yeah, it's a whole, uh, it, it's very convoluted. Oh, Bill Body. He, he calls himself Body. Bill Body. Bill the Body Venture. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. I was a Navy SEAL. This is wild. This is just wild, though. It's it, apparently a pizza party controversy. Where? The pizza party at AEW. What? what? I'm so. You know what? Let's, let, let's... Tony Khan does seem like the type kind of guy that would like reward his employees with a pizza party like they were fucking school children. It's like if enough people get AIDS on your test, we're going to have a pizza party and we're going to watch The Grinch. I mean, dude, I'm down. Oh, yeah. I love pizza and, and partying and pizzas and partying. Mm-hmm. I'm down for a pizza party. Absolutely. Any fucking time, I'll pizza party with your ass. Hell yeah, let's party pizza. Pizza party. <laughs> SPC says pizza is nose candy, apparently. It's a code word. <laughs> Tony and his pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Tony, you want the pepperoni on there? Oh, God, no, not this time. That stuff almost killed me. That's right. It was too pure. <laughs> I mean, at least mushrooms is still just a one for one. There's no sort of thinly veiled language there. No, no mushrooms for me. I haven't even done like the magic mushroom in a long, 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 long. Those are crazy. But no, no, no. I'm I'm just too old for all that shit at this point. Although the magic mushrooms are also a good. Believe it or not, they can cure or even reverse a cycle of cluster headaches. Interesting. So, called microdosing, but yeah, it actually works. So, oddly enough, I've heard Botox can be beneficial to that as well because it relaxes the muscles and shit, I guess. Botox is more beneficial to migraines. Yeah, and and it it, it can be. It definitely can be. Um, When I when I was originally trying to figure out what in the fuck was causing these headaches I was getting, I went to a dentist. They did all these things. I went to a dental surgeon. This guy had a beautiful office right in Boca Raton, Florida. I think I might have told some of this story before. Fish tanks lined the whole like. Like, you know how you get, you, like, most ceilings would have, like, crown molding? Mm-hmm. This guy had fish tank. A fish tank around the whole office. It was amazing. It was fucking amazing. But anyway, he wasn't just a dentist. He also did Botox. <laughs> he wanted to give me Botox. I'm like, dude, I'm 29 years old. What do I need that for? He's like, oh, that'll tighten up those muscles and it'll do something to the nerves and those headaches will go right away. Well, 
ripping out my wisdom teeth didn't make my fucking headaches go away. So I didn't think Botox would either. It turns out it wouldn't have. So I would have just been in pain and couldn't move my face. Right. <laughs> That's all I would have been. But uh, Botox can work on uh, on migraines, though. Matter of fact, they've they've told my wife she might want to look into it. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, you no. Know let's uh, speaking of fun and partying. MJF posted some pictures over the weekend of what appeared to be. His actual bar mitzvah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, he had said tonight what a bar mitzvah was. Uh, Jewish religion, when you're 13 years old, you have this bar mitzvah. Really, it starts off in the temple. You go, you have a, you do kind of the religious thing. You go, you, you baruch, and then you, uh, you go to a huge party afterwards, and that's it. It's kind of like a wedding, in a way. But uh, you go to a huge party afterwards, and they actually do that. They take you in the chair, the the high, you know. They sing Hava Nagila, and uh, you're they're throwing you up in the chair. I've seen people fall, but I've been to many bar mitzvahs, uh, and bat mitzvah would be for a girl. So there you go. Um, it seems like a quinceanera, but just with worse dancing. Probably much worse dancing. Probably much worse. Here's some, here's some pictures of. Uh, see, this was a, a Maximania uh, bar mitzvah circa 2009. Now he says, "You may notice I invented the upside down logo that was then stolen from me years later. I've not sued out of immense respect for said person." Obviously, talking about the Miz. Um, and then, of course, he pushes uh, he pushes AEW Dynamite for his rebar mitzvah that we saw tonight. But let's go to the pictures, folks. These are great. These are fucking absolutely great. So I here's have so this many one. questions about these photos. That, what? I have so many questions about these photos. Well, here's one. 2009, here it is. Uh, 13 years old. <laughs> and um, he's surrounded by four girls. Uh, one has short black hair and, and, um, and a wonderful uh, set of uh, personalities. Uh, he's got another one who looks like she's about to beat the shit out of him with black hair, a brunette, and a blonde. And some people in the background. That's right. Well, one guy in the background, there's a giant picture behind that. Which, if you see that, I I just noticed that picture back there, actually. It's like a WrestleMania-type poster. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. But as you can see, he was a, obviously a huge wrestling fan. And uh, now, is this one of the pictures you have questions about, Smart? Well, yes, because, okay, like, who hired them? Who are these girls? Like, it's, it's a weird concept where it's like, all right, we're going to have these, like, uniforms made. Because, like you said, those are like, it's like a custom made logo. So it's like, all right, I'm going to get all these uniforms made. I'm going to pay these, like, strange whores to dance in front of my son. Like, it's very weird. I would say they're probably... 
God, I hate to be judgmental, but a couple of these girls look like they've uh, they've turned a trick or two, if you understand what I'm saying over there, Smark. It is New York. Well, I thought you were going to say stripper. That's, that's <laughs> like this man's on, like his MJF's dad's out here on Backpage. I fucking getting. I don't even know if strippers would do this for a 13 year old. I think this would be a. This would be a. Also, this, in, just, this would work in girls. It's like just thematically wrong, too, though, because it's not like this wasn't something that WWF had. This wasn't. They weren't like Nitro girls. There was no Nitro girls in WWE. No, just. Got four good-looking girls. I, 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 I mean, this one looks like a fucking American gladiator with the black hair. Look at her. This mm-hmm. one in the red. She is. She looks like a goddamn American gladiator. All of them have very nice, flat stomachs. Um, also, I feel like it's really unfair that they criticized MJF for this because they're like none of his friends were there, and it's like, yeah, because Uncle Rob was there. Well, now, you, now, this isn't the only picture, though. You know that. Not the only picture. You saw that. Mm-hmm. He has friends there. Stop all that bullshit. There's the cake, which is pretty cool. They had Mad Max versus all different wrestlers. Ric Flair, John Cena, Chris Jericho, Batista, Hulk Hogan, Randy Orton, Triple H. Pretty cool shit. And we go to this picture here which is just him uh, lying on the couch. See, they do like little photo ops with you during these things. It's exactly like a fucking wedding. But I mean, you know, it looks like there were some people there to me. Mm-hmm. Look at that. You got this guy with the fucking saxophone. Yeah, it could be fucking George, uh, Bill Clinton for all we know. <laughs> you got these guys in luger masks holding up uh, MJF. You got some friends back here. Looks like some family here. You got the guy up here about to looks like Brandon Fraser about to sing a song. Uh, it, it, it's a, it has to be a missed opportunity here that whoever came up with this like had all this money for all these costumes and elaborate cakes and shit, and nobody thought to spring like two hundred bucks for Barry Horowitz. I don't know, but that looks like Virgil right there. Like, and you could not tell me that Barry Horowitz would have turned that down. Dude, nah, probably not. But I will tell you, bar mitzvahs are fucking fun to go to. But it looked like he had a... I mean, it looks like he had plenty of friends there. And I mean, even the balloons match the WrestleMania symbol. It uh, looks like he had a hell of a bar mitzvah to me. Oh, uh, hold on one second, everybody. If you'll uh, just excuse me for one second here. I have a little something to attend to. Cheers to the wife. Cheers to everyone out there. God, I don't like that rum. It does taste like rubbing alcohol. Oh, my God. I think I'd rather rubbing alcohol. What kind of rum is it? I forget, like, Cayman's Bay or some bullshit. Yeah. I keep telling my wife, if they recommend something to you, there's a reason they recommended it. They're getting a kickback for selling every bottle. Stop doing that. They don't recommend the good stuff. Really, they don't. If they know you're there to spend money, then they'll recommend the good stuff. If you tell them if they don't think you do, they're going to give you whatever is they're getting a kickback for that fucking month. I've learned the hard way. You don't go cheap on rum. 
like vodka you can absolutely do it's the same shit no matter what don't fall for it but rum you gotta be a little bit more careful uh, oh amaretto dark i uh i like amaretto I like an amaretto sour every now and then it's just really too sweet for me um eat I like the taste of it, but in order to drink enough of it to get drunk, I would have the most unbearable fucking hangover headache the next day because of all that sugar. Oh, I know. Well, what was it? My uh, my friends used to always love to drink Midori. Mm-hmm. You ever had yeah, Midori? Uh, you've, you've had Midori before? Yeah, the green melon liqueur. Yeah, it tastes great. It really does. It's got a great fucking taste and flavor to it, but... Same thing. It'll take you a shitload to get drunk. But I've bought There was one variant of uh, like sour pucker, like the green apple one. And it was like this over, it was supposed to be like overpowered pucker. Yeah. So it was like 35% alcohol, which is the same as like Jägermeister or your standard liqueurs. So it was like, it wasn't light. It wasn't enough to get drunk on. Like I drank a bottle of it and like I woke up like an hour and a half later and just the most excruciating pain fucking culminating emanating through my head oh god yeah it was probably a fucking sugar you're lucky you don't have fucking diabetes mm-hmm. i'm sorry I, I didn't mean to wilford brimley you there it's the only right way to say diabetes anymore diabetes it's not the right way to say it but it's always the most whimsical way to say it it's the way to say it uh, mm-hmm. but um so yeah, MJF obviously Smark had a great time at his bar mitzvah. I would have a great time at this bar mitzvah. Um, but you know, according to the Jewish religion, you are uh, you are a man at thirteen after your bar mitzvah. And tonight he said he lost his V card. I'm sure most of you knew what that meant. So the implication is that he's fucking one, that he fucked one of these women. Yeah, I mean that's what he's trying to get at or allude to. I'm not saying that's what actually happened, but that's. I maybe, but I believe that would be statutory rape still. So I don't think he would say it if he did. I'm sure it was a different. I'm sure there were. Just a reminder: Rob Feinstein was there. I mean, I know I'm double dipping on that joke, but just you know, keep that in mind. I don't see him in the picture. Maybe it was this girl. I don't know. This girl's pretty. He was the one in the mask. You used. I mean. (laughs) There was a reason why his face had to be obscured. There's usually a lot of people at one of these, though, and it's your your whole school, all your friends. But um, I actually never had. I I never did the bar mitzvah thing. No, I I never did any of that kind of shit. Like I know, like Sweet Sixteen's more like for girls, but I didn't do one of those. I didn't get like a car or anything. Yeah, yeah, I never did the bar mitzvah. Um, I regretted it when I saw when I went to my cousin's and I he made like eight grand. I was like 22. Like, can I still do this? Okay. Can I? Still well, according to Tony Schiavone, you can and it's going to be a couple decades away. But apparently when you're like 83 or 87, I forget which number you can get way more. I don't I don't understand what purpose that would serve. But I don't know either. Uh, you're. Uh, you're a man again i don't know but um i I just never did it i didn't want to go through the whole thing i didn't want to you don't have to remember all the 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 hebrews all written down you can write it down however you want to but i didn't want to go up there i didn't want to do all that shit i just didn't want to fucking do it 
So, but can we just have the party? No. Oh, well, then forget it. So, besides that, I would have been living in North Carolina, and I wasn't exactly liked for being Jewish. As somebody who spent most of my childhood going to school in Tennessee, that does not surprise me at all. I knew literally one Jewish kid the entire time, and I assumed that there was plenty more, but just none of them were vocal about it. I, when I went to uh, elementary school, there was me and one other kid in my school. It, there was two of them, I forget. One of them was named, the other one was conveniently named David. And I forget his brother, um, but David, David Daskal was his name. I, don't, I doubt he's listening, but I remember him. And he was the only other Jewish kid. And I would go to his house and spin the dreidel on Hanukkah. And, you know, it was kind of a, kind of a cool thing. But uh, there were very few Jewish families in, um, in North Carolina at that time. I mean... They found out my mom was Jewish at the country club, and I mean, damn near banned my by, damn near banned my parents for it. They found out I was Jewish in seventh grade, and it was the one year I went to private school. Um, it was a bad year for me. <laughs> I've 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 mentioned that on this show more than once, so I'm not going to get into it. But uh, that wasn't a good year for me, seventh grade. Now there was sixth or. Eighth or ninth or well, pretty much first through tenth grade was just not good for me. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, but same, uh, but for different reasons, obviously. Yeah, but uh, MJF looks like he had a damn good time at his little at his bar mitzvah. I just never wanted to go through all that bullshit. But uh, anyhow, um, I'm gonna have to look into that. Like if I if I jump ship. I'd be able to qualify for one because that does seem like it's a good time. I think you can. I don't think there's any real like time where they tell you not to do it. So I, th- I think you can really do it at any time if you never were. Pretty cool. Pretty I'm not cool. sure about you. Uh, you know, if, if 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 you convert it, I don't know if you'd just be able to, you know, get all the perks of their religion. But uh, I'm sure we could probably. Uh, Maybe talk about it. Ask Paul Heyman. He'll well, I mean, I understand because, like, obviously they're not going to be able to lift me up on the, from the chair. I understand the logistical issue behind that, but everything else, I, I've made peace with that. Everything else sounds like a good time. They can figure it out, Smark. They can use a scissor lift. Ooh, <laughs> that would be so disappointing. A fucking pallet jack. All right, a forklift? That just sounds rude to say to you, and I don't want to. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing anyway. This is a fucking scissor lift, a pallet jack, a forklift, just any sort of mechanism that can, like, you know, hoist a sizable amount of weight. A, a trampoline. Ooh. Ooh. With a net, of course. I wouldn't want you getting hurt. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I mean, shit, now that they got rid of Slap Fight, maybe they can bring Slam Ball back. <laughs> Dude, I, I didn't mind Slam Ball. I got to tell you, that was actually kind of... I'm not the biggest sports fan, but that's the, that's kind of fun to watch for me. Yeah, it did seem kind of fun. That was kind of fun to watch. I didn't mind it. 
I didn't mind watching that shit. I also watched BattleBots after Raw used to come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Foley was involved in that for a minute. Yeah, and then it reemerged, I believe, in Jericho. Did Jericho take that over once? Yeah, I think he was involved in it, too. I don't remember like which order that was in. I know Foley was involved at some point. Jericho was involved at some point. I know it's back now, I believe. Hmm. I believe that the show is back on, on air now, I think. So... But I mean, obvi- I mean, the robots now are obviously more complex and badass. But uh, I don't know. They're kind of like uh, they're kind of like video games now. Smart is what they are. Hey, speaking of video games, Smart. Yes. <laughs> you like that? Did you like that? I hear AEW's having one soon. Hey, well. That's the rumor, Spark. The rumor is they do have a video game. The problem is uh, coming soon. We don't know when soon is. Fight Forever seems to be uh, Wait Forever. Um, I don't know when this motherfucker's coming back. I have no clue when it's going to be coming out. But uh, everyone's kind of wondering what's going on. And they, they've given you a few reasons. The... You know the the ESRB rating was one of them, um, but it turns out that might not have been the real reason behind it. It turns out GCW, um, you know, the promotion that uh, AEW allows uh, Moxley to go work for all the time, and other wrestlers, they've actually filed a an extension to oppose the name of the game Fight Forever. Now, the documents have uh, f- uh, that were filed claim that the two parties are currently engaged in settlement discussions. Um, here we go. GCW is opposing the name of AEW's upcoming video game, Wrestling Inc., Reported Friday. This was last Friday. Obviously, I don't think you guys think this article came out in the future. Uh, that GCW filed to oppose the trademark AEW Fight Forever on March 1st. However, it requested a 90-day extension of time to formally oppose. The United States Patent and Trademark Office granted that extension the following day. Now, according to GCW's uh, opposition appeal, they were they were asking for ninety days in order to investigate and confer with counsel, meaning hire a lawyer. Obviously, the document. The oh, right, of course, everyone yeah, got to have a lawyer. The document also said that GCW is currently engaged in settlement discussions with the applicant, obviously referring to AEW. Oh. Obviously, fans on Twitter started clamoring about this, and Brett Lauderdale, who I believe is the, I think he's one of the owners of of GCW. Um, he is the owner of GCW. He is. I'm, I I I know he's at least one of, if not the owner, that GCW has and never will ask for a dollar of Tony Khan's money. I don't think it's money they're looking for. Um, let me just finish these last two sentences, Mark. Don't don't lose that thought. Now, GCW did hold a show in 2021 called Fight Forever. It was a 24-hour event. Um, Now, GCW did file 
the for the fight forever name last year, but it was a few months after AEW filed for theirs. Um, so few things going on there, Smart. What uh, what say you? Um, well, I mean, the the fight for everything just every day, like you said, it was twenty twenty. It was during the pandemic. Didn't seem like they really had any sort of gumption or desire to use it, like do an event like that again, or use that name for anything else. And like you said, they filed for it, but they filed for it too late. So it's like, really, what can you do about that? Really, the only thing that it's doing, I guess, essentially, is guaranteeing that you get never have any more AW people on GCW shows again. Like all you're doing really is just fucking shooting yourself in the foot with that. Like, you haven't used it for anything in a very long time, and it's only going to essentially be, you know, not very beneficial for your company moving forward if you're hurting business relationships for seemingly no apparent reason. I guess it's a principle of the matter, but still. What I think and what I read is that GCW only wants to... They don't want to use the name for, like, like a pay-per-view or... Well, all their shows are technically kind of pay-per-views, but they don't want to use a name for anything like that. They want to use it if they have charity events, like a 24-hour thing to raise money or something like that. That's what they want to use it for. So I think they're just trying to to get AEW to say that they can do that, and then it's all over. They can keep the video game and... These guys can use the name. I'm sure it'll be like once a year they'll be able to use the name and that's it. So, I don't know. I just, uh, it just seems that there's like a, I'm not going to say a new excuse, but it's been like, oh, it was the rating. Oh, we just can't get this right. We can't get that right. Oh, it's this now. Now it's, now it's a trademark fight. What's next? What's next? I have no clue. Something's going to. Funny thing is that the longer it takes for this to come out, the like more outdated the roster is going to be. Oh shit! They're comparing you to that guy. Well, (laughs) no, forget it. Um, I, I, this. I'm not sure who I feel bad here for, i got to be honest with you. I mean, I feel bad for AEW. Their game can't come out. They've probably put bazillions into this. From what, I mean, if you read a while ago, I think Tony Khan put like a couple mil of his own money into this video game. And they can't release it for this reason. They can't release it for that reason. Now they can't release it because of the name of the game. It's like, oh my God. God, let's just change it to fucking leave us alone forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. Eventually this game will come out. I hope I hope with all the to- the extra time they've had, they've been able to work out all the bugs. This game I hope comes out is pretty badass and uh like I said, with all this extra time, there should be zero glitches or bugs with this game when it comes out. You would hope, but I mean, it's inevitable that there will be. That's just how it happens now. It releases, there's a bunch of glitches and bugs and shit, and then, like, a month or two later, you download a fucking 40 gigabyte patch for it. (laughs) 
There you go. Oh, there you go, Dirk. Call it. This is awesome. They could call it holy shit. They, that, that seemed to be the chant tonight in Winnipeg. Over there in Winnipeg. But uh, you know what? Let me get to... Uh, I think I've only got one more. And then... Okay. And then... Yeah, go ahead. Hey, you want me to go with mine? Sure, go ahead. Then mine's an AEW and we'll... Get right into AEW. Really not a lot of news tonight, folks. Sorry about that. <laughs> this one's also sort of an AEW one, and I'm sorry, but this is a barrage of bad news. So everybody that's still sort of trying to move forward with life after the power slap announcement, I hope you are once again sitting down because Nikki Garcia says the former Bella Twins are, quote, not going to AEW. I hate to break the heart of no one who thought that. Nikki and Brie Garcia, they're Hispanic now again, um, mm. in the wake of yesterday's news that the former Bella Twins have left WWE, Nikki Garcia revealed today that the sisters will not be signing with AEW, gasp. During an Instagram live chat on Wednesday, Nikki addressed having been backstage at the AEW event recently, and this is the part that I love about this, Nikki said... We are not going to AEW. I know I've seen a lot of that because I think we were just there visiting Renee and Paige. She, copyright infringement on those names too, uh, she continued to explain that they were also backstage at the show so Nikki's son could see her uncle, AEW's Brian Danielson. So like reading between the pages there, she's basically saying that that's like the only time that he wants anything to do with her. Um, Mm. Nikki continues, I was like... I haven't had the opportunity to take Mateo, I'm going to guess that's how I pronounce his name, backstage to a wrestling event. And when he knew Uncle Brian was going to be there, Mateo loves his Uncle Brian. Bri and I were like, we have to go see Brian. These kids had so much fun. Uh, yeah, and she tweeted at Brick Baker, so apparently somebody took that as a sign that they were going to go to AEW. Uh, but I do think it's funny that, like, he, like we were talking about before, like Danielson not liking her. Or just being like annoyed to be within her presence, and so like I like the idea that like the only way she can actually communicate with him is to like go hound him at work. That's pretty funny to me. Well, let me be the first to say one thing uh, to the the Garcias. Thank you, thank you for not going to AEW. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I don't need to see any of these girls anywhere, anytime, any place. I guess they were opening a door, and I mean, up, and and you know, they were opening a door in a video they put out. And everyone's like, <coughs> "Excuse me, it's definitely AEW. It's the Forbidden Door." Yeah, they've opened their Forbidden Doors plenty of these days. Is that what you think a Forbidden Door looks like? Really? Yeah, these two are fucking forbidden doors. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I would just like to be the first person to uh, tell the Bella, the, the Bellas, the Garcias, thank you. Thank you. They're both moms now. Do, aren't they both moms now? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Both, both of them are moms now. We don't stay home with your kids. Mm-hmm. Stay home and and do stuff with your kids and go to wine tastings and 
do everything that you did on the belly spin show. class. There you go. Spin classes, maybe uh, uh, whatever the maybe what is that? Uh, Roomba? No, not Roomba. Hot <laughs> yoga. Hot yoga. There you go. What? Go fucking brunching, get shit faced at fucking twelve in the afternoon. Did you come in just for a huggy? Yeah. Well, I get a high, do I get a high five? All right. Where are you going? What are you doing? You need a pillow. She needs a pillow. We all need a pillow. Now I got a dog. Now I got doggies in my room. Hi, doggy. Bye, doggy. I do have my Boston Terrier right here. Just chilling out, sleeping right there. Little furry blur. The furry blur is my dog. <laughs> That's what the furry blur is right there. My dog. He's a good boy. He's a good dog. What happens is they start going out there. They start running around together. But if you put this big, this old man right here on the uh, bed, he's too old to get off the bed. Yeah, he's an old man. That he is. Here, let's see here. Yeah, you can see him now, right? Uh, let me see. No, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there he is, just chilling over there in the background. He don't move much. He don't move much. <laughs> he doesn't have to. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, awesome. That's good to know. The Bellas are uh, no longer, or the. Uh, the, the Garcias are no longer going to be hopefully on television wrestling. We still see them on weird TV shows we never expect, but uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you once again. I can't fathom who actually I, I can't fathom anybody actually thinking that that was going to happen. And like, who, who was clamoring for that? Who wanted that? I mean, granted we did have like an old girl from Total Divas who was on there like a, couple, like a year or two ago. The one that wasn't Naomi Cameron, I think it was. What Was she? Yeah, she was on there for like one week. It was weird. It was like pandemic time. She just, like, randomly showed up on an episode of Dynamite and, like, wrestled the match and then lost and then just faded back into obscurity. Also, dude, yeah, that is a Rottweiler. My dog is a Rottweiler. Rottweiler mix, but, yeah. Oh, see, I completely forgot about that when she was on there. I completely forgot about that shit. It was literally a one-off appearance and just kind of on a random episode of Dynamite, but she was on there. Obviously didn't uh, phase me at all, so... All right, let's go ahead and do this real quick and get to this last little uh, story here. Then we'll get right into, uh, right into this, this AEW Dynamite show from tonight. But uh, let's go ahead and do this real quick. So AEW, speaking of AEW, um, it looks as if they are getting another show. Tony Khan... Uh, AEW's owner and GM has been kind of dropping hints at this for a while, um, and according to uh, according to the promotion right now, Warner Brothers is in negotiations to add a third weekly show to its schedule. Um, and I mean, this is 
you know, coming off the heels of this new show they have coming out with this access, but Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast reports that the company will announce a third TV show. Um, and again, this comes on the heels of the Fightful's report that AEW talent have been told a third show is in the works. In that report, Fightful mentioned that the new show would likely air on Saturdays. And they're actually looking to go in that 6.05 p.m. slot. So, why do I have a feeling this is going to be like a recap show instead of anything that anybody is expecting? I don't know. I, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I'm saying it, it could be. I, there's really nothing that they could do that would make want to watch the show anyway. So, like, it really doesn't matter what it is. Because, like, if it's an actual wrestling show, then it is one of three weekly televised wrestling shows that you have. One of five, if you include the Dark and Dark Elevation. Mm-hmm. And just, it, it's fucking too much. There's so much fucking... I mean, it, it is, man. It's getting to be way too much shit out there on on, on for wrestling, but... I mean, what are you going to do? But, um, I mean, like I said, they've got this action, 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 action. What am I suddenly fucking? I suddenly sound like Sean Connery. They have access to uh, 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 that that new access show. No, um, they have that access show coming up now. Rampage, which you have said a thousand times, and I agree with you. Nobody's watching that shit. No. So now they want to do a show Saturday at 6.05 p.m. So Friday night, they're already doing it when people are starting to hit the fucking streets and go out because no one goes out early anymore. Everybody goes out at 9, 10 o'clock. So that's when they're going to put that show on. And then at 6.05 p.m. on a Saturday, when people are either have been drinking all day already or are about to go out drinking all night. Let's put that shit on at 6.05 on a Saturday. But this ain't 19 fucking 85 anymore. It's not going to work. It is not going to fucking work. No, 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 no. Trust me, you don't need to tell the Bears fan that it's not 1985 anymore. I'm reminded <laughs> of that on a daily basis. Anyways, yeah, no, it's just, it's too much. Too much. And again, even if it's not too much, it's a bad spot. Now, it wasn't a bad spot then. It's a bad spot on television now. I just think there's just too much. It's 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 starting to get oversaturated. It really is. It's just, oh, my God. Let's see. I mean, it's sort of a problem throughout entertainment right now. It's just quantity is way more important than quality to a lot of these people. Just throw as much shit out there as possible, the sort of Netflix motto of you just put a bunch of shit out there and then, you know, you hope that some of it sticks and lands and just put it all over saturation. Well, I mean, that's great to throw a bunch of shit against the wall and see what sticks, but this isn't a fucking sales team. You know, this is a, a fucking television. All right, so let's see. Monday, you've got Raw. Tuesday, you've got NXT. Wednesday, you've got Dynamite. Thursday, you've got uh, Impact, I think, Thursday. And I think ROH is now dropping on Thursdays on the Honor Club. 
Friday, you've got SmackDown and Rampage. Saturday, you're going to have a six out of seven days a week. And then, God forbid, there's a fucking pay-per-view. Every night is taken up. And whatever the fuck MLW is. Well, we don't, no one knows right now if MLW, as we said last week, we're not sure if MLW is going to get another deal on reels. Mm-hmm. Plus, you've got the little shows if you're a fan of like either NWA or even the indie shows or something. Every fucking night can be taken up. If you're a wrestling fan, not even yeah. like not even little shows. Like right now, they're doing the New Japan Cup. So like. Some of those shows are on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or Thursdays, like just just randomly throughout the week. So just yeah, there's a whole fucking bombardment of wrestling right now. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like you said, even like the or even some of the smaller shows, like all right, well, GCW has a show like every other week, right? More or less, yeah. Especially they're gearing up for WrestleMania weekend. Okay, so, so you got all that. Other shows. Yeah, you got all that, like you mentioned, MLW. I mean, how much? I mean, what do they want us to do? Spend our whole fucking lives watching wrestling? I got a job. Mm. <laughs> I got kids, man. I got kids. I got kids. I got a job. I got fish. I got dogs. Mm-hmm. Shit, I love a fucking country music song, and you don't even fucking know it. <laughs> What's funny is I am lightly listening to music in the background as we have this conversation, and as you were saying that, it's fucking the song "Rowboat" by Johnny Cash. So, like, <laughs> a country music is literally playing as you say that for me. I thought you didn't like country. Yeah, for the most part, I don't. Uh oh, for the most part, you don't. I mean, we pretty much established the '90s country is acceptable in my book, and then oh yeah, the old song here and there. See, I think see '80s country should be too because honestly, '80s country people don't understand something, and I I, I used to say this to uh, to Shaheen. The Eagles were '80s country, late '70s, early '80s. The Eagles were country. Country back in those days was a little different. It was more like it was Southern rock is what it was. I love that. I mean, that really doesn't do much for me either. I'm not trying to listen to like Jethro Tull. And shit. I like Jethro Tull. I mean, that's fine. But the, I'm master just saying the, the master of the rock and roll flute. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck with Jethro Tull. I don't. No, there will be no fucking with Jethro Tull on this show, my man. No, fuck that. I'll fucking turn your volume down. I have the mixer. How dare you? <laughs> Kiss my ass, Aqualung. Fucking give you a bungle in the jungle. For the right price. <laughs> I might even throw in a reach around for the right price. <laughs> it's going to cost you. All right. One bungle in the jungle, reach around included. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Now, where's this jungle you were talking about? No, believe it or not, I actually saw Dolly Parton over the weekend. Oh, oh did you go to Dollywood? Uh huh. Yeah. It was opening day. You were really, there. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I should you not. She was part of a parade. 
she still looks good, doesn't she? From what I saw, I mean, she looked exactly like what you would expect, like you'd see on television and shit. Yeah, I've seen. It was one of those real, like, because everybody was in line. It started at, uh, I want to say, 3.30 or 4 or something. But, like, everybody was in line for, like, where the good vantage points would be for, like, two hours or longer. So it just happened to be that I stumbled upon one of, like, a part of the route that was relatively unattended. And there was, like, a spot where you could sit down. So that's what happened. And then she, I saw what I could see of her. But, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've seen some pictures. She still looks very good for her. I mean, for her age. And she's always looked good, though. Mm-hmm. You want to see her in her prime. Watch uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. There you go. See her in some nice lingerie outfits. Very. She was a good-looking woman back then. It's hard to believe she still looks damn near about the same. She's a gilf, dude. <laughs> She's a gilf. <laughs> All right? I mean, it's a wonder it's a plastic surgery, and she does not shy away from that fact. She has openly admitted to having several procedures done. She's not trying to hide it from any. No, but hey, gilf. Which, I mean, fuck it. You, know, you got the money. Why not? And she hasn't gone overboard. She doesn't, like, have these, you know, overly giant, inflated, pumped-up lips. She doesn't have a fucked-up nose. She, she she hasn't gone overboard with it, in my opinion. Right. But that's cool, man. You went to fucking Dollywood. That's awesome. Yeah, a couple, me and a couple of different members of my family are season ticket holders, so we go periodically throughout the year. And, I mean, you do, like, the rides and shit? You, you, you. Yeah, some of them. Like, are, 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 I, I got to know, are you a roller coaster kind of guy? Yeah, they have an indoor one there that's pretty cool. For the most part, like I like stuff like the Scrambler and stuff that does that too fucking crazy. But yeah, they have an indoor coaster in there that's pretty cool that I go All right. on. All right. See, I'll pretty much ride any of those fucking carnival rides or fair rides or Disney rides or you know theme park rides. I'll ride any of them. I don't give a fuck. For me, it's less of like a fear of height situation and more of like for a while there, it's just like, I don't know if logistically this is the best idea of like, do I meet the requirements of like, because like there was that guy, I forget who, like his name or whatever, but there was a teenager who, you know, those rides where you like, it just, you go up in the air and then it just drops you back down as quick as possible and that's it. Yeah. There was a kid there who was like a similar size that I am. And he was having trouble getting the like getting the harness or whatever to close, and he ended up falling out of the thing and he died. It was like two years ago. It was it was all over the news. I remember that. So it's like that is my problem more than anything. It's like I'm not scared of the rides itself. More of like, what if the seat restraints don't work the way that they should for somebody of my size? Not a fan of that idea. See, that's what my dad always worried about. Well, on those uh, those like carnival rides i mean they're fucking let's face it those things are put together by fucking now they're put together by fucking crackheads in with with cotter pins back then they were put together by fucking drunk coke heads with cotter pins right but there was little like a rash of people back then that were literally getting fucked up on carnival rides dying getting you know heads taken off all kinds of shit so we would go to the carnival 
and my dad would never let us ride rides. Never. We would play every game in the fucking world. Uh, I've, I've already talked about my love of carnival games. Uh, that was just a few weeks ago. I'm not going to bring it up again. But we would play carnival games, but my dad would not let us ride the rides. So, boy, when I was fucking old enough and I could go to the carnival my goddamn self at 16 years old, actually 15, I rode fucking everything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I rode the Kamikaze. I would. I'll do the fucking Gravitron. I'll ride the fucking Himalayas. Um, I mean, the Himalayas is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, because that was always great when you were a kid, and they would because they would have the Himalayas. And if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's like you get in those little carts and they just spin you around in a circle, more or less. And there's usually like an incline, and they'll play like current day rock music or whatever. So it was always a great place for essentially teenagers just go and you get stoned and you ride the ride and you just have yourself a time and a half. And you have the strip bar DJ guy yelling at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is a pivotal part of that as well. I, I, yeah. Uh, of course it is. All right, guys. I like the pirate ship ride, too. Love the pirate ship ride. Love the pirate ship. I, I love that one. I, I love that stomach drop feeling. Mm-hmm. I really do. I really love that shit. That fucking, that's like probably like the extent of my adrenaline junkie right there. I love that stomach drop. But, um, I mean, I've never like jumped out of a plane or anything, but I don't think I could do that. That's one thing I don't think I could actually do. But I love that stomach drop. So I love the, like, the, like that's why I like the roller coasters. You go up and you're just, you're, you know, the click, 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 and you're anticipating that whole feeling. That time you click, 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 and if you're a weirdo like me, you've got the uh, the cliffhanger from uh, Price is Right going in your head, and and you're going up, and then you just go, and you get that stomach drop, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I fucking love that fucking that that feeling. I don't like doing it in my car. <laughs> I hate it when it's in my own car. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I I love all those fucking carnival rides, man. Every fucking one of them. And I love theme parks. Best theme park I ever went to. What was it? Uh, Cedar Rapids? Grand Rapids? Okay. Cedar Rapids, I believe, is the name of it. I think I've, I've mentioned this before. Some of the be- well, Grand Rapids is Michigan. That's where it is. That, that's where I, I was in Michigan. But are you talking we, about Cedar Point? Maybe Cedar Point. It was in Ohio, I believe. We went right across to that Ohio. I believe sounds right. But we, uh, they had some badass, badass, fucking roller coasters there, man. Fucking awesome roller coasters! I loved that place. It was fun. We had a good time, and we, we when we went, the weather was terrible, so there were hardly any lines for the rides. It was cold. It was rainy. I was absolutely miserable, and then we went to the and then we went and got some beers, and we warmed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After three beers, I'm like, "Woo! I'm fucking warmed up now, baby. Let's go ride some rides." Okay. There you go. Yeah, so we did. And then it started raining again, but they gave us a 
They were selling ponchos for two dollars. Mm. Or you could buy a uh, a rain jacket. You could actually buy a rain jacket if you wanted to spend sixty five bucks. I would just keep wet. I just fucking deal with. It. I know it sucks being wet and then however whatever the temperature was, but I just deal with it. Two dollar poncho, dude. Two dollar poncho. It was worth it. And plus, like you said, if we were drinking, like I probably would have, you know, been slightly drunk and not get cared anyway. So. Oh yeah, and then we decided to uh, go on the uh, Ferris wheel because I needed a place to smoke a joint. <laughs> That's usually what the Ferris, like, unless you're like a married couple, that's kind of what the Ferris wheel is for. Oh, uh, it was always, sort of well, pottery of some kind. When, when we got to the bottom, they were still loading it. The guy grabbed my joint, took a couple hits, then let us go. <laughs> the fucking guy running the ride. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> It's a bigger problem for you than it is for him because, like, I don't know if I would want something that like a carny has had in their mouth. Well, I was trying to, like, well, remember this. This was Cedar Point. It wasn't really a carny carny. They worked there, but I was trying to sure. keep it like it was in like down. And I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna smell it. He's gonna smell it. But like, he saw the smoke coming out of my hand, and he just grabbed it and he's like, "It's all right, man. Let me, let me. Can I have a couple?" And I'm that my my friends are like, "Give it to him before he calls a cop." Right. So I did. He took a couple. Let me and we rode that thing for, for a couple more times. There you go. So we've got we've got Six Flags over Texas. I'm not far from Six Flags. Yeah. I'm thirty. Uh, I'm not thirty. I'm thirty minutes from the highway. I'm probably an hour from Six Flags from here from my house now. Some pretty badass roller coasters there. I've 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 been there. Last time we went there, it was pretty badass too, because we got there late in the day, and I mean we were there till damn near closing. And if you're there that late, like they'll let you sit on the ride for like four. We we went on one ride five times, back to back to back to back to back. We didn't even nice. get up. It was it was pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie, I my. My back hurt. My stomach didn't feel great after the fifth time. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I was like, you know, there were six flags. Yeah, that might not have been the best. It was the Batman ride we were on. Mm-hmm. And the Batman ride shoots. It it there's a, a it, it's like a launch pattern. You're sitting there, and you're you're it, it, there's nothing, and then literally it launches you. So you like shoot back, and yeah, it. Uh, my back and neck are already pretty fucked up, so that didn't help at all. But uh, I guess that's enough about fucking theme parks. Um, I mean, they already closed down Space Mountain. I don't know where Ric Flair is going to do now. Sad times. Sad times. Very sad times. Sad day. Sad day. But anyway. I guess to cheer us up, we'll talk a little bit about AEW Dynamite. Um, Decent show overall. I really didn't think tonight was that bad of a show. There was some fun stuff, I thought, on tonight's show. Um, There was some bad, which I'm sure me and Smart will definitely get into some of the bad stuff on this show. 
But there was definitely some good stuff on this show. Now, they were, uh, again, this was AEW. They were out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And I did read over on the uh, on the Dirt Sheet Radio that Sarah Stock has signed to be an AEW producer. Now, we all know she was an NXT trainer for a while. There she is right there in NXT. But uh, she has gone on to be a producer for AEW for a little while. People were saying, oh, it's just in Winnipeg, but it doesn't seem to be. It seems like uh, she is on board. So quick congratulations to Stereo Stock. I just wanted to uh, start off with that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's a good get for them, man. They, uh, I, I, I haven't heard of them having any women producers yet, so good start. Good start, I would say. So we did start off tonight with the Rebar Mitzvah Smark of uh, MJF. That is what we started off with. That's what we got uh, the beginning right there. Justin Roberts brought him down to the ring. And just like in the picture we showed you folks, he had four girls with him. Um, he had two on each arm. So here's the thing with being uh, with bar mitzvahs and four girls. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he came down. He's uh, He's got his yarmulke on. Everybody's I'm sure everybody saw that. Uh, he gets in the ring. We get some streamers down in the ring. And it is MJF's birthday. It, it was his birthday today. MJF. That's technically tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? I think it is. I think you're right. I think it is. By the way, tomorrow is uh, three sixteen, folks. Actually, in ten minutes, it's three sixteen for most of you. Opening day of the NCAA tournament. Well, there's a wrestling show, Smart. You got March Madness. You got fucking St. Patrick's Day on Friday. Jesus Christ, you're not listening. What? <laughs> not this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. That's a classic. Anyways, yeah, I know. It's a 316 Stone Cold Day. That was bad joke, bad, and I can't stop laughing that you went for that. It's a tried true joke in my family. Anytime somebody complains that somebody's not listening to them, you're just obligated to look up and say, What? Oh, shit. Okay. So <laughs> we're doing that. Uh, MJF starts the celebration. Uh, a bunch of guys come down and do the old Hava Nagila, like I said, with the chair. They lift you up. Um, they almost dropped him in the flick. Like, right that could have gone on for five more minutes, and I would have loved it. It was fucking awesome that he did that. It is, it's also like incredibly it's unexpected that he's like somehow managing to use being Jewish to get heel heat in 2023. Where you're like supposed to be more tolerable, he's still sort of using that as a way to get heel heat, which is wild. But he's getting it's working for him. Because uh, I, I think anti. Well, he, I thought anti-Semitism was okay. He Wait was a like minute. Part, sorry, I thought anti-Semitism was okay. Uh, what happened? No, no. Okay, right. uh, depends on who you are, I suppose. I mean, I I'm. Uh, Put it this way. I've been called a kike before on Facebook, turned in the person, and guess what? That's not against Facebook standards. Uh, you know, I apologize. If you, if you want to keep bringing up... Old no, it wasn't you. It wasn't you. 
I didn't turn you in for that, Swark. I let it go. <laughs> it wasn't that that you turned me in for. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. Um, I reported it, and literally Facebook told me this is not against our community standards. <laughs> wow. I was I was baffled. I, I God damn it. I kept the fucking picture. I had, I took a picture. I was that baffled. I, don't, I believe I kept the picture. I'm not going to fucking go through all that. But I, I, I seriously, they told me it was not against Facebook standards. I have been fucking banned from Facebook numerous times for posting like photos I stole from Chelsea Green's OnlyFans. But they're going to leave fucking anti-Semitic. Like that is a weird bar. Mm-hmm. That is a weird, weird precedent that they're setting over there, dude. I've got, I got, I had FWO Fat World Order on there. I got kicked off for throwing, for showing a fucking nipple. Mm-hmm. But hey, if you feel like calling me a kike, that's not—it's uh, not against Facebook standards, folks. Just so you know. Ooh, it's like my wife was reading my mind. Just have Oh it, my god, she read my mind twice. She even brought me peanut butter whiskey, and my daughter's in here. Look at her ears. Hi, you got your earrings in. Really? Whatever that was, I have no clue what you just said. I took a picture and I looked in the mirror. Oh. Cheers and cheers. Peanut butter whiskey, folks. Cheers. Oh, that nasty rum is gone. Oh, I left a little. The rum is gone? Mm-hmm. We drank more last night than the rest. We did. We drank that whole bottle. Almost. No wonder I woke up feeling like shit this morning. She is pretty. You're pretty like Grandma? Yeah. Grandma would have just literally. Grandma might have died of cuteness when you said that. I'm gonna post that. Okay. <laughs> I'm I will say that that that's it's less favorable for me when I tell girls that. <laughs> it doesn't have the same results as you know. Hey, what's up? You're pretty like Grandma. We should name the show You're Pretty Like Grandma. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't. And then you ask them if, you know, you can interest them in a pearl necklace, and that's when you feel the one that breaks the pepper spray. Uh, yeah, well, of course. I mean, you know, it's, uh, and then you actually give them a pearl, like a real pearl necklace, and they're, you're like, you totally misunderstood, and then they feel bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, Rebar Mitzvah. Uh, you were saying that they almost dropped him, and I, I did see that, but yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, let's forget about the uh, anti-Semitism. Let's just move on from that, Mark. Sure. Um, but yeah, they did almost drop him once. Now, here comes uh, literally, uh, middle of this thing, we get Jungle Boy Jack Perry comes out first. He doesn't get a word out, and we get, excuse me. We get Sammy Guevara, then Darby Allen. So we've got everyone out there. Sammy Guevara basically kicks it off. I got to say, I thought this was probably the best Sammy Guevara promo I've ever heard. I liked it for the most part. Like, the emotion was there and everything, but I wish... He literally said in the promo that he got signed to be a job guy, like... To be the job guy for the inner circle. Yeah. And I was like, why do you have to do that? 
like, can you just not point out that what I'm watching is fake while I'm watching it? Like, everything else was great, but if you could just not point out the fact that, like, oh, I was supposed to be a job, or like, god damn it, yeah, why? But, yeah, but this Like, is, everything else was fine, though. I get it, and I get where you're coming from, but this is supposed to be the promotion that's not insulting your intelligence. That is geared towards the smart, if you, no pun intended, or maybe a small one intended. Uh, this is geared towards the smart, the smart fan, the guy who knows. And again, they're, they're trying, they're, they're supposed to be the not insulting your intelligence promotion. Which, uh, which is why they didn't want to do a GM or an authority figure because they thought it insulted the fans' intelligence. They know better. So, I kind of think that's where they were going with this promo is, you know, I think when they do it, it's not like when WWE does it, I I always kind of cringe a little bit. But I think AEW doing it's a little different. I don't know why. I, I Maybe maybe that sounds biased or always kissing AEW's ass. Neither. I just think that they're the type of promotion that is has always kind of has never really put up that that fourth wall, if you will. It's always kind of been down. And now they got Yeah, I mean, I just yeah. everything else was fine. I just kind of wish you wouldn't have said, mentioned that part of, like, basically referring to himself as a jobber. It's like, ah, come on. Well, it, I get it. And, I mean, really, if you think about it, we've got... We kind of have three jobbers in the ring. We've got Darby Allen, Jack Perry... And Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara, Guevara, they've all kind of been, we've all kind of said they were jobbers at one point or another, but it looks like they're also about to get a fucking shot, so I don't know, man, I I, I thought Guevara's promo was good, uh, I thought, I, I thought Jungle Boy's promo was good, I thought Darby cut a really good promo too, actually. I was my I was really impressed by him. I thought that was the best promo he cut too. Other than just he needs to take a little time to breathe because like uh, he, he was very passionate. But just there was a couple of times where you could just hear him run out of breath. It's yeah. like everything else is great. Like the delivery is great. Like the emotions there. And like I was actually genuinely like getting a chuckle out of him making fun of people bitching on Twitter about not getting what they want. But just take a little bit. Like, slow it down just a touch. Yeah, you could hear him doing the. <gasps> Deep, taking the quick deep breath, but I'll, I'll uh, he he also did a uh, he was really Darby was very Raven tonight. Sure, and I mean also I'll give him a lot of credit because it was not an environment that he's normally in. Because right. like not ninety nine percent of the pro, like promos or vignettes that he does is pre taped, so he was out there cutting a lengthy live promo, and it, it, it turned out really well. I thought. And he also had to sit there and look at MJF in a Burberry suit with a fuzzy Burberry hat. Mm-hmm. And try to keep a straight face. Yeah, that, that couldn't have been easy. No, that could not have been easy. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I Like I said, I, I totally see where you're coming from with the Guevara promo. But I think all these guys really did a... A damn good job tonight. MJF, I mean, MJF always cuts a, a, a good promo. But I think all three of these guys really came out here tonight, 
and cut a great promo. I thought Sammy's was good because this was kind of from the heart. It was kind of, uh, listen, I came in here. I worked at fucking Whataburger. I worked at fucking Subway. I did whatever I had to do. Yes, we've heard this promo from Sammy before in a way, but I don't know. I thought it really fit tonight, and I thought all three of them went out there and just kind of let it out, and I thought it was a good kickoff to the show. Sammy's in a weird position because like that promo was oddly like kind of face-ish. And like I feel like he can cut a good face promo, but then he's also like sort of as a person kind of unlikable. Because <laughs> he starts a lot of shit and he runs his mouth off. So it's like you the energy is there to, to do good face promos, but like you're also kind of a dickhead. Like it's basically like it's the Will Osprey situation where it's just like you can be a face, but like you're also kind of a jerk. Well, he's got that punchable Miz face. Mm-hmm. Like, you just want to hate the guy because he's just got that fucking punchable face. Um, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a good exchange between everybody. And um, MJF ended up uh, with his face in his cake. Mm-hmm. That's how we ended up that, that we ended up that segment. Uh yeah, fucking black pepper. Uh, Chris Jericho. After that, we saw was honored by the premier of Manitoba. I did not know there was a premier. I'm assuming that's kind of like the man, the the mayor. I'd assume. I don't. Yeah, I'm not really sure what happens in uh, in Canadian uh, government, so I'm not sure of the. Uh, if Steve Butler was in the chat, he could tell us what they're kind of equal to in America. Um, Steve, if you're in here, I actually don't have it pulled up. So if you're in here, let us know. Um, after that, though, we get Blackpool Combat Club. So it's Blackpool Combat Club versus Dark Order, Smark. And Smark, boy, if Tony Khan wasn't pandering to the Canadians, they even brought back Stu Grayson for a night. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what they did. The crowd did love them, some Stu Grayson, but they brought back his Stu just to pander. Um, and uh, good matches it was going. At one point, I believe, I, I'm not going to lie, I walked away, but I believe Hangman got knocked out by the ring bell, right? I believe so. Mo- Moxley grabbed it. Aubrey wasn't watching, which was a kind of a theme tonight. Aubrey wasn't watching watching a lot of anything. Um, and he's on the ground outside the ring. And he looks pretty fucked up. And then you get Dark Order. They go in and they're all over fucking, uh, you know, uh, 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 Blackpool Combat Club. And it's really just kind of, for a few minutes there, it was just a big clusterfuck. But Grayson and Uno came in. It was, and they, it, it was. but they Grayson and Uno, man, they gave it everything they had. And some of those double, double, uh, those uh, double teams they were doing, those tag team moves, really good stuff. I, I really like some of the, the the way those two uh, go with each other. They got to bring Grayson back. I, 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 I think after tonight, maybe they will. But. Uh, they just kept kicking out Claudio and Moxley. 
And then Claudio, Smart, I don't know if you caught this, but Claudio threw with Grayson's help. Dude was like 20 feet in the fucking air. Mm-hmm. He could have grabbed the the uh, the golden uh, life ring. <laughs> the golden life ring he could have grabbed and uh, for the European uppercut. And then it uh, that just kind of brought Moxley. Moxley uh, sinks in the rear naked choke. Grayson taps... And I thought that was another good match. There's something about this feud that, like, unlocks the bully tendencies in me. Because I don't know what it is, but there's something that I find just utterly captivating and enjoyable about Moxley just beating the shit out of Uno on a weekly basis. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't dislike Uno. But there's just something about Moxley just beating the shit out of somebody who is, like, beneath him. It's just like, yeah. I think you have a little bit of sadism to work on there, Smark. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. So, Smark, we get this video with uh, Juice Robinson. Now, well, uh, you look like you're about to say something. What? Oh, no, no. Go ahead. I might need to let my dog out in a minute, though. She seems like she's getting antsy. All right. Well, real quick. Is it possible to be less intimidating sounding than QT Marshall? No. Uh, I disagree. I think Juice Robinson might have him beat. <laughs> I, I really do. Juice Robinson is very unintimidating sounding. Honestly, dude, he sounds like a kid. He has a kid's voice. I mean, the Midwest accent is not a terribly intimidating one, just in general. No, I'm saying he has the same voice that my 10-year-old has. Like prepubescent is what you're getting at? Yeah, like I'd probably be more scared of my 10-year-old if he cut that promo. I mean, I guess, but like at least for him, he's a good wrestler. He's got that on QT Marshall. Um, not I'm I'm not saying anything about his wrestling. I will definitely I I've seen him wrestle. He's definitely a hundred times a hundred times better than QT Marshall. I'm not saying that, but man, he just uh, that guy could use a manager. I'll 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 leave it at that. How's that? It, uh, yeah. I think that guy can be the manager. And he yeah, really and he really is I'm sorry, but that guy's just an ugly looking the guy looks like a fucking like a stuffed animal or something. <laughs> I don't like a, a Monchichi. <laughs> you remember, remember the Monchichis back in the day? Oh, you die you probably don't. No, I can't say that I do. Look up Monchichi and then tell me what you think of that. I believe it's Mon. Yeah, see if you can type that. See if you can type that in and get a picture. But uh, anyway, while you're doing that, we had Jade Cargill tonight. Now, she comes out for her open challenge, Smart, for the TBS title. Now, we were talking last week, who could it be, who could it be? And you had probably the perfect person mm-hmm. for the match. Well, we didn't get that person for the match, but... Hold on, folks. We're not done. Uh, did you get a picture? I um, yeah. Okay, now I mean you're not wrong necessarily. <laughs> out, like, what the hell are these things, and what purpose do they serve? 
you know, I, I got to remember what the hell Manchi cheese were. I know they, I think they were. Just... Okay, hold on. Hold on. I'll, I'll type this in with you here. What was it? Manchi. Manchi. I got it right here. Now, what they were, were just little dolls. They were like, like kind of like Cabbage Patch dolls, almost. But they weren't. So, but the, the Juice Robinson kind of looks like one of these. If they had, if if you could find one with a beard, it probably looks like Juice Robinson. Um, I'm not accusing you of this, and I hate to be the person that does this all uh-oh. the time. But there is something about this that just seems vaguely racist. Like I can't explain how or why. But this just this seems like this shit wouldn't pass today. Oh, these or, dolls! Oh, dude, these were huge back in the fucking late seventies and early eighties. Oh my lord, sir! Like there's just something about this that just looks unsettling and offensive somehow, and I don't even know how. But there's just my better judgment is like this is terrible. Mm. They're scary. They're unsettling. I don't know what fucking per- like. What are they supposed to be? Like I guess like half human, half monkey. But that why? Pretty much what they they were just. Dude, it was the late seventies and early. They they were they, these things came out in nineteen seventy four. These were the days of cocaine and weed, man. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just drugs is the answer. I'm, I'm going to read more into this. I, I want to read more about these things that, so that, I can understand. Oh, they were apparently originally Japanese created. Yes, they were. So that helps because there's just no logic in anything that they do. They were. You nuked them and then they were all fucked up. They were Japanese, basically what you said. They were like human monkeys. Japanese made. That's what they were. Actually, that's all really the logic I need. It's just, ah, it was, it's from Japan. It's like, all right, cool. I get it. <laughs> Forget everything else. Anyway, uh, so after, so we, okay, I'm, I'm, wait, well, I almost forgot. So we're all wondering who this person is going to be for this open challenge. Remember any of those whack-ass Canadians? Mm-hmm. So the whack-ass Canadian we got was Nicole Matthews. I think some people were disappointed. I started seeing on Facebook disappointment immediately. Um, the match lasted like a minute and a half. That was about it. Renee Paquette gets in the ring, and I believe she has cut her hair short once again, which mm, I love a woman who looks hot with short hair. Uh, I will leave that alone. She comes in talks to Jade Cargill. Hey, listen, what is your... What kind of competition are you looking for? And Jade just goes, aren't you Canadian? And oh, shit. (laughs) Renee was not happy. But who else comes out but? Taya Valkyrie, of course. Taya Valkyrie. Smart, you nailed it. A lot of people, in listening to podcasts, a lot of people were thinking Taya Valkyrie also. I'm not stealing your thunder. I'm just saying. Um, No worries. I know. I know, but uh, man, Taya Valkyrie comes out and the crowd loses their mind. Uh, they get face to face, her and Jade. Jade walks out of a ring. Layla Gray gets involved, tries to hit Taya, and Taya just plants this girl. But um, a lot of people were thinking maybe she's. Only there for one night, but 
Tony Khan says different. Taya Valkyrie is all elite. She's supposed to be making her debut on Rampage Friday after the NCAA tournament. Um, I like her. I'm a fan of her wrestling. I'm a fan of her just overall ability. She's got a lot to bring to the table, but she needs to make sure that she never dances again. I don't know why she came out and decided dancing like Ellen was the way to go, but that was a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst fucking dancing I've ever seen in my life. I do like Taya. She is a, first of all, she is a built woman who can definitely go up against Jade Cargill. She is a beautiful girl. She is a good wrestler. I don't know about her, obviously, her dancing abilities. She's from Canada, which makes her very white. Yes. So her dancing ability is probably not very good, but... uh, I think this is a very good addition to the women's uh, the women's uh, uh, roster here. I really think Taya is a great addition, and I'm glad they didn't just bring her out for one night. Um, I, I really think she's gonna she's gonna help step up the women's division a little more. And you know what? If I I thought that Statlander was gonna be the one to maybe dethrone Jade, but if anyone can do it believably, size-wise especially, I think they just found their girl. Oh, for sure, yeah. She's definitely believable. Because, I mean, that's the thing. is You have this long winning streak, and then it becomes, well, who do you have beat her? Right. And then you've already, she's already beat half the roster, and then like the half that she hasn't beaten... It, like, it would almost be sort of a step down for them to go after the mid-card title, because it would be like... The you know the ones that are competing for the women's title, the main women's title. So yeah. it's like this kind of answers all the questions, and it's so perfect for it. Is somebody who she hasn't faced before, somebody who is the same size as her, more or less. This is somebody who's believable in that role of being able to potentially beat her if that's the route they decide to go now. Yeah, I mean she's fifty four and zero. So yeah, like you just said, she is going through the roster and. Who's going to beat her? No one has beat her. Who is going to beat her? So, yeah, they need some new blood in there, too. Yeah, I, I'm not saying Ty, Ty is going to beat her right away. I definitely see. If they're smart, this could be. Uh, Jade hasn't had a real, a real feud. It's been this person, this person, this person. Week after week, or or week, two weeks, week, two weeks, she has not had an actual feud that she's been able, or a storyline that she's been able to, or that we've been able to even sink our teeth into. You know, if they're smart, this would be the first one for us to start sinking our teeth into. I think this could be a good one to do it with. I think Taya Valkyrie could definitely go out there and hang with her in the ring. And like I said, size-wise, she's believable to be the one to take out a Jade Cargill if that's what they're planning on doing at the end of this. But she really has not had a feud that she's been able to go out there and get a heavy, hard storyline with. This should be the start. This should be the one. And if they're not going to do that, I'm a little concerned for 
Taya Valkyrie if that's not the case. So, um, but anyway, uh, oh, you're back? Yeah, I just let the dog out. I will let her back out in in a minute, but I, I was hearing everything you're saying. I agree with that. Like, if if they don't, she hasn't really had a memorable feud. She's had a couple of feuds. She had the thing with Nyla Rose. Um, it's the only one I could remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, they haven't given her a lot to sink her teeth into with that. So, hopefully, this is the feud that she needs. And if they don't, if they just bring her in to just lose on a one-off, that is kind of weird. Yeah, but even the, the, the Nyla Rose feud was two weeks, right? One to two weeks. That's all she's gotten. It, it ended up being a pay-per-view match because I was thinking that it was going to be that awful and it actually wasn't. It was pretty solid, but it was like they clearly skipped, scripted it pretty hard. But I don't know, it was a couple of weeks because it was like Nyla stole her belt, then she had to get the belt back and so on and so forth. You're half off camera. I know. I'm a man of mystery. <laughs> but uh yeah i i i, I just like i said it, it would be this would be the right person the right storyline they need to they need to do something more here if this only goes one or two weeks i'm actually going to be a little i'll be a little upset i'm not gonna lie sure i think this needs to be a, her first drawn out storyline with someone who who can actually be a real challenger to her. Um, so let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens. I'm not going to sit here and uh, and speculate anymore. But um, so, Smart, after that, now, please tell me you were watching this uh, movie trailer that is half Shazam and half uh, AEW movie trailer. Please tell me you saw it this week. I did see it this week. They were really trying to just ram it down our throats, huh? It was all like it was fucking everywhere. It was ubiquitous. There was like it was on the the like the video board on the entrance ramp. I don't know what they call yeah. it, airtight and Tron, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. It was all over the ring canvas. It was over the ring apron. Like they were fucking forcing that shit hard. Shazam, wrath of the gods. Yeah, and. Like I said, I really feel that a 12-year-old could have fucking made that video. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It is. It's literally just the trailer, and they threw in some AEW clips. It's like... I, I'm not going to get into it again. I, 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 I trashed it last week, and I'm not going to fucking sit here and repeat myself about it, but... Yikes. So, anyway... Let's keep going with yikes, Smark. <laughs> yes. QTV. We get this segment with QT Marshall. We get this QTV. This is a, comp a, a complete bite off of TMZ. Um, they show Aaron Solo breaking into Wardlow's car. The only redeeming segment or part of this segment I'll say was the British girl oh wrong okay. this girl yeah, here. This, British girl. this blonde girl Haley Cameron is her name she was actually good 
in this little segment. Everyone else was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, by the way, that's one picture of Haley Cameron right there. Uh, here's the other one. Uh, there you go. Yikes. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, that's the one good part of the scene is that she is an absolutely beautiful girl. The rest of it, um, what's a word past, like, worse than awful? QT Marshall. Okay. There you go. There you go. Two words. Um, it was Marshall-esque, I guess. This is just bad. This is it was just fucking terrible. Thank like this is like this was some shit that Vince would think of. Like yes, it's a reference that is like five or six years past its prime. Like that TMZ show has been fucking in syndication for like a decade at this point. It's an old reference. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's not good. It's not anything of any sort of positive adjective that I could think of. It fucking sucked. And we thought it was going to suck last week, and we were right. It sucked this week. Um, I didn't expect it to be this, but what we did get fucking sucked. Dude, you just totally, completely, like, parallel thought me right there. This is exactly something Vince would think of at the time it happened. Fucking five years too late. You are 100% right, dude. That is exactly what I was thinking when I saw this segment. This is, like, way too late. What? is happening why are we doing this and then will hobbs with the little sign off was just this whole sec i don't want to sit here and fucking trash this whole segment but it just wasn't good this is not gonna last long if this goes any more than fucking three weeks i'm i'm not gonna be happy because I mean, when we saw QTV, I don't know about you, but I was thinking, okay, maybe they're going to do like a GTV where they're going to be like backstage and catch people doing this. And get... I get this is kind of going to be like an updated version because now we have TMZ that does stuff like that. But if you're going to have something that's kind of like old school like that, especially when you have Dustin there that knew what GTV really was. Could this not have been better? I, I honestly thought it was supposed to be bad on purpose, but like, why would you do that? But yeah, no. I mean, QT, I mean, anything with QT Marshall is not going to be good. No, no, like no, there no. is no redeeming quality to this man. Like, I'm sure he's a nice guy or whatever, like off camera, but. He doesn't have a good look. He's not a good wrestler. He's not a good promo. There's nothing about him that makes anybody want to watch wrestling or any TV show. And it's like, it's so bad that I don't even want to change the channel because I don't want to use that energy on him. Like, yeah. I just want to stare straight forward until it's over. See, and this segment was not supposed to be bad, I don't think. I think the acting was purposely supposed to be bad because it's TMZ-esque. But I don't think the segment was purposely supposed to be bad. I think the acting was purposely supposed to be bad with Aaron Solo and all this bullshit. But And I think that's a problem, too, is if I'm watching this and thinking, is this supposed to be bad on purpose? That's not the reaction that you want. Like, I can't imagine that anybody like this. Oh, there's, I'm certain people like this. I'm sure they did. Caveat. 
I did okay. not include the what culture guy as a person. Because he'll somehow think it's the greatest thing ever. Like, I don't understand. But well, oh, I do understand. He's a wrestler, too. He's trying to get a job. But Dave Meltzer might like it, too. Maybe. Meltzer might like it, too. But he's also getting a, a, a handsome check to like it. Mm-hmm. That's usually how that works. Listen, you want to give me a check? I'll fucking praise this segment. I swear uh, to God. Yeah, you give me 20 bucks, and it's the best thing I've seen since that zombie wrestling segment with fucking Sand, uh, not Sand, uh, Priest and Miz. You're, 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 dude, you work cheap. Yeah, like it doesn't take much. I don't have integrity. Jesus but in the Mark. meantime, while we're doing this for free, it fucking sucked. I know, you work really cheap. I mean, Jesus Christ, how much for a blowjob? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> send me $25 I'm, and like some pictures of the bunny's feet, please. That was bad bunny or the bunny? Wait, wait a minute, now I'm confused. You know what? Don't answer that. Don't. No, I, I told you not to fucking answer that. Okay. <laughs> Don't answer that. I need a beer. All right. So after that debacle, I don't even want to call it a segment. I, I really feel bad even calling it a fucking segment. After that debacle, we get uh, the international championship match with Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett. Um, now, speaking of laziness, <laughs> which I know is his gimmick, so it made a little bit of sense, but uh, we know this title kind of changed names last week's mark, right? Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy just comes down to the ring and switches out the titles in his backpack. <laughs> That's how they did this. They just, exactly, a shoulder, that's exactly what it felt like, a smart, a shoulder shrug. Meh. Eh. Just change it out. That's exactly what it felt like. You thought it was a bad idea, too? I do, too. No, I said I don't think it's such a bad idea, because what you do is you set yourself up for failure. If you, like, overbuild it. Because, like, you remember when they had, it's raw, so it's not the same, but you remember when they revealed the fucking red universal title, where it was, like, there was all this pomp and circumstance, and you had Mick Foley come out, and he takes the little fucking curtain off, or whatever it is, and it's the fucking hideous title, and everybody's just dead silent. Like, you don't want that to happen. So I was like, no. all right, we switched the titles, we renamed it, let's just keep it moving. Uh, that, that, all right. Okay. I see. I get it. All right. All right. Okay. I can go with that one. But you also don't want to just have your guy come down with exactly what you did and a shoulder shrug. Eh. This title doesn't mean enough to really... I mean, I know it's my gimmick, but meh. The title. The title. Who cares? Eh. I don't care. Why should you care? I don't give a fuck. Why should you give a fuck? I'm sorry, dude. There should have been at least some sort of... And by the way, the title is very beautiful with the diamond encrusted and all that shit. It's it's a beautiful title. I'm not going to fucking lie. But... Really? I'm sorry. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you don't care, why should I? Why should I? And I'm not... and, And I know that's... That and again, I get it. It's the gimmick of Orange Cassidy that did it, but 
should you really use a gimmick to introduce a title? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, what, what, should you should you use this character gimmick to introduce the title? Not a gimmick, because many gimmicks have been used. I, I I don't want to put it that way. Should this gimmick be used to introduce your title? I personally don't think so. You're trying to make this. You just said last week how much prestige and you know. You, it, meanwhile, you you debut it with a fucking twelve year old fucking uh, a, a video render of a of a of a trailer. But I don't know, man. To me, it just kind of came off a little. Well, if, well, if he doesn't give a shit, why should I? Yeah, I would expect a little bit more from the Shazam Wrath of the Gods Championship than just a lackadaisical presentation. Oh, you put it that way, you know what makes sense. (laughs) Forget what I said. Like, they should have got, like, Shazam himself, whoever the fuck that actor is, to come out. Uh, Yeah, you put it that way, it actually makes a little bit of sense, so whatever. um, Or you have Brad Maddox come out, and he's like, you know, I know a thing or two about belts. Yeah, well, Brad Maddox could know a thing or two about a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, we go back to this match. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, as soon as this match started, Mark, I, I, my dumbass decided to go on Facebook for a few minutes, and I saw the same thing. Why are we seeing Jeff Jarrett? Why are we seeing Jeff Jarrett? You know what, folks? I agreed with that last week, but you know what I saw this week? What's that? I saw why Jeff Jarrett's out there. I did. I think I saw why Jeff Jarrett's out there. First of all, the guy can still go. Second of all, he still gets great heat from the crowd, number two. And number three, if you didn't notice, this guy had the crowd in the fucking palm of his hands a lot of this match. He really did. They were reacting to him. They weren't sitting on their fucking hands. They were reacting to not only Orange Cassidy, but to Jeff Jarrett. So you know what? You can make fun of Jeff Jarrett still being out there in 2023 at his age doing what he's doing. But you know what? The guy still has something. He may not have drawn a fucking dime with that fucking guitar. But I'll tell you what. He's got that AEW crowd right now. He would. He had him in the palm of their fucking hands. They were reacting with him, not to him, but with him. And the guy can still fucking go. So why not? Why not Jeff Jarrett? I don't know. <laughs> why not? Like that's what he. That's how he pitches himself to keep getting jobs. It's probably like, how it is, not Jeff Jarrett. Let me ask you that. But I would not say a bad word about this man because he's not my favorite wrestler. He's not like the most entertaining thing, but his ability to just continuously get work is like it's one of the most impressive hustles I've seen in wrestling. I agree. And like that is a, a whole industry that's built on hustling and being a carny and selling a bill of goods to people. Yep. Nobody hustles like Jeff Jarrett hustles. No, he's at the top of it. He absolutely is. But again, can you deny he had the crowd in the palm of his hands tonight? Can you deny it? No, not at all. No, no, he not at all. Can he still go? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he can. And can he still fucking get good heat? No, sure. Okay. 
So why not Jeff Jarrett? Why the fuck not? That is absolutely the show title. Why the fuck not? Why not Jeff why not? Jarrett? Why not? I, 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 listen, last week both of us made fun of it, Spark. And this week I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and I'm like, I'll be goddamned. I will be goddamned. Jeff Jarrett has this crowd fucking, they're putty. They are putty in this man's hands. I was actually seeing a lot of people on Twitter that were worried that he was going to win the belt. So, I mean, that's actually good for him. Oh. Because, like, he, no. they make him look like, they made it look like he could actually win that match. Yeah, I had no, no, no. Even with with Orange Cassidy doing the whole knee thing, I, I, I had no, I had no thoughts of Jerry winning the belt. But I'm watching the match, you know, and. I actually had a, a fucking moment of fucking quietness to where I could actually concentrate. And I'm like, I'll be goddamned. You know, this guy is actually probably better than he was back then. Because, let's face it, he really, I mean, he was still a good, you know, decent back then. But I forgot who said it. Jeff Jarrett, you know, broke 10,000 guitars, never drew a dime. I'm not saying he drew a dime tonight, but I'm saying he definitely, there's a reason Jeff Jarrett was always out there and was always in the mix and was always out, was always there because he could fucking do what he did tonight. He can go, he can keep the crowd fucking engaged and people seem to like the fucking guy. I mean, I think that's a perfect example of like, you don't remember who the guy was. (laughs) You remember who Jeff Jarrett is. Jeff Jordan's still on TV. That guy's not. Also, we, we have to mention the fact that fucking Orange Cassidy dapped up the Shockmaster on his way to the ring. He did. He did. I saw that. And even fucking uh, Taz and fucking uh, Excalibur made fucking some reference to it. But uh, you know what? I think it was Nash. I think Kevin Nash said that. Uh, well, I don't want to talk bad about Nash. I like Nash. But... No, I'll never. No, I'm not going to talk bad about Nash. But I think that was who said it. I think that was who said it, but uh, I don't know, man. I, uh, it, I it was a good match, though. Um, you know, we we came down to uh, a bit of a clusterfuck where there was a, a bunch of stuff. Aubrey Edwards was distracted a couple of times. We had um, Orange Cassidy at one point was uh, like I said, he was selling the knee a lot. Um, it, it, it was a lot of shit going on in the match, but at one point, basically, we had um, the, the, the Orange Cat, and even Orange Cat. actually looked a little dazed at one point in the match. If you didn't see that, when Jeff, Jeff Jarrett Court sort of fell on him at one point, but he came back from it pretty quick, though. But um. Jeff had the ref distracted at one point. Lethal came in and hit hit Orange Cassidy in the back of the head, um, and then Trent came down and uh, he kind of evened out the odds. Um, and uh, Orange Cassidy just uh, ended up winning the fucking match and retaining. But like I said, I it ended up being a longer match than I thought it was going to be. But I enjoyed it. That's yeah, pretty fun. I thought so too. Um, but uh, we got a quick, uh, 
there we go. Real quick, Orange Cassidy yeah, holding up the arm. But uh, we got a quick claim video after that, Smart. Mm-hmm. And I must admit, I missed most of that part. My wife uh, was calling me <laughs> on the phone. So I talked to her for a minute. But um, did, I, did, did, did I miss anything here with this little video? Did you see this? Not really. I mean, I missed some of it too because my totally the, the you know television kept a lot of static on the television. All right, all right. Horizontal hole was out. I get it. Yeah, you know the television kept buffering, which is weird because I didn't know that cable networks could buffer. That, but you know, it is what it is. It happens. It happens. So we get the the outcasts is what they're calling themselves, Mark. Mm-hmm. I guess the Outsiders was taken. Oh, that's right. It was taken. So was the spray paint, you dumb bitches. But anyway, we get uh, Tony, Ruby, and Soraya out there, the outcasts. Ruby, tells us a story, Smark. I like story time with Ruby. I would like to have story time with Ruby. Mm-hmm. I would like to have naked story time with Ruby, but that's neither here nor there. Um, she tells a story, so Mark, about the... Hop on pop, I get it, yeah. Yeah, I mean... She tells a story about the, the grass being greener on the other side and the bitches that came in and pissed all over it. Um, and I believe when... Uh, I believe uh, Soraya after calling them neckbeards, called them twats. Did I hear correctly? Yeah, you don't get a lot of twats in wrestling promos. That is a very British thing, but yeah. Did, 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 she did throw a twat out there. She did say that. Did, <laughs> she did. See, <laughs> I can't twats. rewind. She did say twat. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, 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 I can't rewind. Uh, because I'm watching on the TBS app and I can't rewind on the app. Okay, she did say twat. So Tony's in the in in the middle of cutting her promo, and she mentions Britt Baker, Jamie Hader. So who comes down? Britt Baker, Jamie Hader. But it was the 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 numbers game was too much, so she ended up getting taken out. And then here comes Rio, 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 Rio. Oh. Diamond Rio, yes. Thank you. Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale, who kind of came down and kind of evened out the odds. Um, But um, this is enough. It's not that I hated the segment. I don't want to say I hated the segment. I think that would be a little little over, kind of overcompensating my statement here. I don't mind the segment. I think that this this whole little it's very outsiders. It's very Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. But do we have to steal the fucking spray paint too? And they're all carrying spray paint tonight and it never got used. That's like carrying a fucking condom and not getting laid. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Why are they carrying spray paint for no reason at all? Yeah, I can't tell you. You know what? 
have them carry dildos and not fucking use them too. What's the difference there? I think we've also seen that one before from Paige. Oh, that's what made me think of that. Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. No, that was a butt plug. Dude, there was a dildo there too. Well, I'm a vibrator if you want to be semantics about it. No, semantics are fine. But anyway, I mean, I'm just saying. They're, they come down, they, all three of them have spray paint in their hand. And for some reason, they're using the DX green spray paint. So they're half DX, half NWO. Is that what we're going for here? It's I 20, guess. It's 2023. Can we not be a little more fucking original? Yeah, I, I don't like the gimmick at all. Nah, I think we're... I, 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 I hate to say they're kind of being set up to fail, but I feel like they're being set up to fail for this one. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to get more Tony Storm time out of this, I'm okay. Tony, Tony to me tonight was the best on the mic out of all three. So anyway, uh, we get uh, after this, we get Angelo Parker and Matt Menard. They're backstage. After a few audio issues, they they finally get a promo out for uh, what's going on on Rampage. But boy, this shows this show is always just plagued with audio issues, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're trying to get Skype to work on a weekly basis. Uh, I, Jesus Christ, we can get Skype working better than fucking Rampage half the time, Smart. Mm-hmm. That's sad. That's very sad. I'm not a fucking audio fucking technician, but I can get this show working better than they can. I, I literally fixed this show in, in fucking three minutes <laughs> when we had a problem. They couldn't do that. It'd be pretty great if you just hear Tony kind of like, all right, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, let me do this. And then, okay. Say it again. Try again. Well, I mean, he's got a crew of fucking people that should be already having that fixed beforehand, but whatever. Let's, uh, so we get this little like, lady. They had to sell their Yeti mics for cocaine. Oh, oh, there you go. That's what it was. The Yeti mics. <laughs> they, they're using the fucking blue yeti. I don't know. Why. I just thought of a cooler when you said. Just see him talking into a cooler when you said yeti. It's I don't know. part of the problem is that they're talking. They're using the fucking the cooler like it's one of those tin cans telephones. For some reason, a cooler popped in my head when you said yeti. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Hey. Well, we get this. We get this Ray Phoenix uh, video. He's challenging Will Hobbs for the TNT Championship on Rampage. Whatever. No one cares. I don't either. It makes no sense because they were teasing Rampage and they're like, all right, Will Hobbs is open challenge. And here's the guy who's answering the open challenge. It's like, why did you just say it was going to be Will Hobbs versus Phoenix? Like, it makes no sense that he issued an open challenge and then it got answered and we didn't know about any of it. Well, it's, it, it, it's not really open. But anyway. Um, all right, folks, main event time. Let's get to this main event. Wow. Every time I say we're not going to be along, we, two, 2.15 we're already at. Mm-hmm. House of Black versus the Elite versus the JAS, Jericho Appreciation Society, for the Trios Championship. This match was 
loved by the crowd, obviously for the hometown guys of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's dad, Ted Ernvine, was even in uh, in attendance for this. This is this is this is one of the reasons everyone hates the AEW crowd. I hate to say, before the match even started, before the bell even rang, they're chanting "Holy shit!" for this match. Okay, this is why everyone hates the AEW crowd. I'm sorry. This is why they get shit. Because the match hadn't started, and they're chanting, holy shit. This is like a fucking NXT crowd. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, I don't know if anything would be as bad as some of this NXT crowd. Yeah, I think this one, I, I think this crowd might have fucking been right there on there. But, anyway, that's a whole nother show we could do about the, the, the fucking crowds of NXT and this AEW crowd. But yeah, they're literally chanting holy shit and the bell hasn't even rang. Brody King starts out the match and he's throwing motherfuckers around, basically. Um, Jericho steps in the ring, taps, and, and, and the crowd loses their shit. Brody tags in Malachi. Kenny Omega tags in himself after Malachi's in there. And the crowd is losing their fucking minds because... The two Winnipeg boys are in the fucking ring. It was a great little moment. I really liked it. Uh, but the House of Black just completely fucked it up by going in the ring and, and beating the shit out of both. Now, Omega ended up getting a nice little fucking string of, of, of chain wrestling moves, Mark. <laughs> and the crowd really popped for it. They were, they were really happy for it. And then once again, we got the Omega... Jericho face to face, which the crowd absolutely fucking loved. But they worked together a lot in this match, more than I think a lot of people thought they would. I I'm gonna try to read ahead here a little bit. You think the fact that him and Omega worked together might become a small bone of bone of contention for the uh J A S down the line? Maybe. I don't know. I hadn't considered it, but yeah, I mean, you had Sammy cutting kind of a face promo, and then maybe have that, and that sort of seeds some dissension. That's possible. See, um, Sammy has done this break before and come right back to the team, but I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe this uh, JAS thing is coming to a slow end. You've got uh, Parker and Menard cutting their promos separately. You, you've just got some things kind of hinting to maybe this is coming to not a quick end, but it's definitely slowly coming to an end. Um, I don't know. I, I just thought maybe it, down the road this could be another reason for Sammy and everyone else to be pissed off at Jericho. You know, oh, you were working with, yeah, geez, you and Omega were working great together in that match, blah, blah, blah. I could be reading way too deep into it, but who knows? I just thought I'd mention it. Um, but uh, it, it, as they're working together, they take out uh, the House of Black together once. Even at one point, him and um, him and uh, Jericho and Kenny Omega basically s- superplexed Brody King, which 
If you didn't notice, Jericho actually almost fucked that up because he put his foot down. <laughs> and the weight of Brody King almost knocked Jericho on his ass. But it was pretty cool. Um, and then in the middle of the match, Mark, they go to this uh, like video, uh, I, I, I don't know what to call it, video inlay of the parking lot. And it's the Blackpool Combat Club back, back there fighting, right, with Dark Order. And then they were just like, oh, well, forget about that. Back to the match. <laughs> so we go back to the match. No further questions. No, exactly. And Jericho hits Brody King with in the eye with the bat. We get a two count with Aubrey's back turned. House of Black uh, still end up retaining the titles, but Garcia took the pin in this match, which I thought was no surprise, but Boy, Jake Hager comes down, and he goes right after the House of Black. Then it's just all of JAS beating the shit out of uh, House of Black. And then here comes Hangman, Dark Order, and Blackpool Combat Club. And they're brawling. They come down to the ring. Then we get in the ring. At, now, this ending felt very rushed, like they were out of time. We end the show with Hangman, who has been cutting all these promos how he has no friends left. Hangman in the middle of the Blackpool Combat Club trio and the Elite trio. And that's where the show ends. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that felt rushed to me. Yeah, maybe a little bit. That felt rushed to me. The end of the show felt a little rushed to me, but otherwise, I thought it was a good show. Besides the uh, what two segments that I believe me and you trashed. Yeah. So I think all in all, it was a good show, but that th- those two segments, I, I I think we trashed had very very good reason to be um, that. TMZ copy segment was with QT, Aaron Solo, and and all those other it was just absolutely awful. And I mean, just I I don't know what they're fucking doing, but that's shit like that. That just like you said, that is WWE shit. And if they start doing shit like that. They're going to lose those fucking hardcore fans they've had for a while, slowly. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, all in all, not a bad show. Two bad segments out of the whole show I don't think is uh, is worth trashing the whole show over. Yeah, basically averaging two, like one bad segment an hour. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, which I mean, eh, you got to throw in a little bit for that, a little bit for this. So, nothing bad there. But, um, I don't know. There was, a, there was a lot more good than bad on this show, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got nothing else. You, you well, got nothing I else? mean, I guess what I would say real quick, if anybody cares, because we've established that nobody watches Rampage. Rampage is going to be preempted by the basketball tournament Friday night. So, whenever that's over, that's when Rampage starts. If you didn't hear it during the show, there you go. 
And see, me and you were asking about that last week, and we had no clue. So mm-hmm. there it is. But uh, yeah, folks, I guess that's all for both of us here. Um, there you go. If you like the show, push that fucking like button. Push it a lot. Matter of fact, yeah. you push the like button. Tell a friend that they should push the like button and then tell them to tell a friend that they should push the like button. How's that? Yeah. That's what you should do. And obviously subscribe to us over here on YouTube because uh, I know we've been here a while, but it looks like we're kind of stuck here at this point. I like the uh, live chat. Appreciate everybody joining us. And Smark, they can find you somewhere else. Talking sports, tell them where. Oh, yeah, totally inappropriate sports. Mondays at 8.30 p.m. on the Metal Myth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcast on the archive. You can check out the archive. All right. Archives are on YouTube, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, they get uploaded usually the same day, So, but it's usually always there by Tuesday. There you go. All right, folks. I think that's it. I got nothing else. So on that note, I appreciate everybody coming on by. I appreciate you coming on by, Smart, and joining me. And, folks, we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. And uh, on that note, as usual, 